RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. Around 50 former pro-democracy lawmakers and activists are arrested for allegedly violating the national security law over last year's pandemic primary. Among those arrested is American human rights lawyer John Clancy and two men and a woman are found guilty of attacking a mainland journalist at Hong Kong airport in 2019. Around 50 former pro-democracy lawmakers and activists have been arrested for allegedly violating the national security law for taking part in a primary vote last year for the now postponed legislative elections. Francis Sitt reports. Those arrested include former lawmakers and dozens of politicians and activists, with officers arriving at their homes this morning, accusing them of subversion. Candidates who stood in the primaries in July were also rounded up, including Chu Hoi-tik, League of Social Democrats Leung Kwok Hong, Civic Party's Elvin Young, and from the Democratic Party, Wu Shi-wai and Lam Chuk ting Those who organized the poll, Occupy founder Benny Tai and District Councilor Andrew Chu, were also arrested. Some 600,000 people took part in the pro-democracy camps exercise to choose their candidates for the Leshko elections. At the time, the chief executive Carrie Lam warned it could amount to subversion, as the camp's aim was to secure over 35 seats in Leshko so they could vote down all government proposals. Among those arrested this morning is human rights lawyer John Clancy. He is the treasurer of Power for Democracy, which was involved in the primaries. The police searched a law firm in Central where the American lawyer works. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says he doesn't see how holding primaries could violate the security law as it's normal for lawmakers to vote down government proposals. But the barrister said vetoing all funding requests and paralysing the government could amount to serious interference of the state authority. Political analyst from the Public Opinion Research Institute, which helped run the poll, has reassured voters who took part that their personal information was destroyed. Chung Kim Wah says police contacted him today and asked him to assist with investigations. He says conducting a primary vote doesn't violate local laws. The head of the institute, Robert Chung, was also picked up by police. Chung Kim Wah says the mass arrest is meant to silence dissent. As long as the government could find an excuse, they're trying to do something to scare people away and to make people sign up. We have some staff and some volunteers to assist in the process. I don't know what the government is going to do on these people. If the government wants to scare people from doing that thing, everyone is not safe under the current situation. Police using a court warrant have visited the office of Stan News as well as Apple Daily, asking the media groups to surrender documents within seven days to assist the force's national security investigation. The newsrooms weren't raided, nor was anyone arrested. Stan News's role in the primaries isn't clear, but it did hold election forums. Meanwhile, police raided the home of pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong, who's in jail for protesting outside police headquarters in 2019. In response to the crackdown, pro-democracy activist Nathan Law, who's reportedly wanted for national security crimes and is seeking asylum in the UK, has urged the European Parliament to reject an investment deal the EU negotiated with China. He says the EU should sanction mainland and Hong Kong officials responsible for the arrests. Mr Law says the world must react and hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable. But pro-Beijing lawmaker Holden Chow has supported the arrests but he said he didn't think voters had violated the national security law. The primaries with a clear aim to sort of remove the central government sovereignty from Hong Kong SAR, 
distorting the one country, two systems to paralyze the functioning of the Hong Kong SAR government. So I think with this clear aim behind, these primaries is of course against the national security law. But for ordinary people to cast their vote, they are not responsible for the entire campaign. I don't think they are against the law. It's only those who orchestrate candidates who join these primaries who are against the national security law. Two men and a woman in their 20s have been found guilty of attacking a mainland journalist at Hong Kong International Airport in 2019. The three had been charged with rioting and assault, occasioning actual bodily harm. Vicky Wong reports. The attack took place as anti-extradition protesters attempted to paralyse the airport in August 2019. Handing down the verdict, Judge Clement Lee said surveillance footage showed the three, along with others at the scene, assaulting the reporter. The woman, Amy Pat, was also found guilty of false imprisonment after she admitted to cable tying and assault. But the judge acquitted another man for unlawful assembly and false imprisonment. The judge said he could not be sure that Wong Yat-ho was one of the perpetrators. Eight police officers charged over the assault of a street sleeper in Samsoi Po have been granted bail of $1,000 each. They are to appear at Eastern Court again next month. Six men and two women are accused of causing severe bodily harm to the homeless person trying to cover up a security camera or not stopping the misconduct of their colleagues when they were on duty last February. The head of the World Health Organization says he's very disappointed China still hasn't authorised the entry of a team of international experts to examine the origins of the virus in Wuhan. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said he had contacted Beijing for answers. I have once again made, made it clear that the mission is a priority for WHO and the international team. I have been assured that China is speeding up the internal procedure for the earliest possible deployment. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has acknowledged his country's economic difficulties in a speech opening the ruling Workers' Party Congress. Mr Kim said the most recent five-year plan fell extremely short of the party's goals. Here's the BBC's Laura Baker. Kim Jong-un told delegates that his economic goals had gone unfulfilled and the country's mistakes had to be boldly admitted. He emphasised the state message of self-reliance but it's unclear how he will overcome one of the country's bleakest years in decades. North Korea has kept its borders closed to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The blockade has caused trade with main ally and neighbour China to plummet by around 80%. Devastating typhoons and floods have damaged homes and crops, and the country remains under strict international sanctions. U.S. intelligence agencies say they believe Russia was behind the serious cyber compromise revealed in December. President Trump had previously suggested China might have been behind the hack. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. In a joint statement, the US intelligence agencies say work is still going on to understand the scope of the incident. They currently believe fewer than 10 US government agencies saw their data compromised, although other organisations outside of government were also affected. For the first time, they also make clear they believe the hackers were likely Russian in origin. Shortly after the attack was first revealed in December, President Trump suggested China might have been responsible, although his own Secretary of State and Attorney General had contradicted him. 
Prosecutors in the American state of Wisconsin say a policeman investigated over the shooting of the black man Jacob Blake in the city of Kenosha last August will face no charges in connection with the incident. The shooting left Mr Blake paralysed and triggered violent street protests over racial justice. Kenosha County District Attorney Michael Gravely made the announcement. It is my decision now that I announce today before you that no Kenosha law enforcement officer in this case will be charged with any criminal offense based on the facts and the laws as I will describe them to you now. So it is our decision that no charge will be filed. Britain's statistics agency estimates that one in 50 people in England were infected with COVID-19 last week. The figure is substantially higher than earlier in the pandemic. England and Scotland have begun new lockdowns due to high infection rates, driven in many areas by the more contagious variant. More than 60,000 new coronavirus cases have been registered in Britain, the largest number to be announced on a single day. But the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said the vaccination programme was also picking up speed. This afternoon, uh, with Pfizer and uh, Oxford AstraZeneca combined, as as of this afternoon, we've now vaccinated over 1.1 million people in England and over 1.3 million across the UK. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization has cautioned Britain against trying to extend the interval between giving first and second doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine as a way of ensuring more people get inoculated fast. It said the interval should be three to four weeks or six in emergency situations, not up to 12, as Britain has suggested. England's chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, explained the decision to space out the vaccine doses. That is to allow us to maximise over the first 12 weeks the number of people who can be vaccinated. You know, that should provide a high degree, not the complete protection, because everybody should have their second uh, dose at 12 weeks, but that should provide a high degree uh, of protection uh, and get us through that as fast as we can, because we are facing, uh, as I think the Prime Minister said and the data shows, a really serious uh, emergency at the moment. Scotland's First Minister says Donald Trump shouldn't travel to Scotland to play golf. Nicola Sturgeon was commenting on reports the outgoing US president was planning a golfing trip there to avoid the inauguration of Joe Biden as his successor. I've no idea what Donald Trump's travel plans are, but we are not uh, allowing people to come into Scotland without an essential purpose right now. And that would apply to him just as it applies to anybody else. And uh, coming to play golf is not what I would consider to be an essential purpose. The head of the World Bank has appealed to richer countries not to hoard coronavirus vaccines. David Malpass said they should free up stocks they can't currently distribute for purchase or distribution to poorer nations. He said the World Bank was working closely with over 100 such countries to secure them cheap loans and funding for the drugs. President Trump has signed an executive order banning transactions with eight Chinese software applications, including Ant Group's Alipay, Tencent's QQ Wallet and WeChat Pay. The order takes effect in 45 days, weeks after Mr Trump is replaced in the White House by President-elect Joe Biden. A Trump administration official said it was aimed at curbing the threat to Americans posed by Chinese software applications, which have large user bases and access to sensitive data. comes after previous executive orders aimed at banning Chinese-owned TikTok were derailed by court rulings. Stocks a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,449. That's 207 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $120 billion. 
Currency is the US dollar trading at 102.78 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 22 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 54 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with football. Tottenham are through to the final of the English League Cup. Goals from Musa Sissoko and Son Hyun Min gave them a 2-0 semi-final win over second-tier Brentford. Spurs will face Manchester United or Manchester City in the final at Wembley on the 25th of April. Spurs boss Jose Mourinho says it's too early to think about the final. We are going to try. Uh, we don't hide that the next match is always a match that we, we want to try uh, to win. But now we have this final in the pocket for three months. Uh, we are going to wait for the final, not like normally it happened. Uh, normally we play in February, I guess. Uh, now we, we have three months waiting for this final, so we have to forget it. The former Tottenham manager Maurizio Pochettino has spoken to the media for the first time since taking over as the new head coach of Paris Saint-Germain. With the transfer window now open, Pochettino has been linked with a host of names including Barcelona's Lino Messi, former Tottenham player Christian Eriksen and the current Spurs midfielder Dele Alli. Pochettino says PSG presents a different challenge from his previous job. I think every single club is different. I know very well that Paris is uh, Paris Saint-Germain is one of the biggest clubs in the world. And of course Tottenham today is two. It's, it's, it's an amazing club. And I think uh, um, for sure we are going to have time. But any big player on the world, I think in Paris Saint-Germain, always is wel- welcome. The NBA has introduced a tougher mask policy that came into effect on Tuesday. All active players on the bench have to wear a mask until they enter the game. Teams also have to give details of private trainers and other specialists they work with away from the team's base. Basketball writer Cheryl Ray Stout says the move is a direct response to a recent increase in cases. The other thing they're doing, they are adding a person to the traveling party, so they will specifically be handling the safety protocols on the road. There's a lot of issues with this. If they if they could get this device to help, that will that will probably ease some minds. Here in Chicago on New Year's Eve, we had four players that went into health and safety protocol, and then we just found out two days ago that two of them do have COVID. So the cases are starting to build up. There's real concerns because of the travel. Traveling's been an issue right now. Kevin Durant set out the first of four games he set to miss for the Brooklyn Nets. The 10-time All-Star was found to have been exposed to COVID-19. Despite his absence, the Nets hammered the Utah Jazz 130-96. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top story once again. Around 50 former pro-democracy lawmakers and activists are arrested for allegedly violating the national security law over last year's Pan Dem primary. The news from RTHK. I like some sweeteners. You prefer a little spiciness. He wants to strike a balance. Someone thinks allocating resources as needed is most important. To cook to your taste, the most important thing is to know what's on your mind. The 2021-22 budget public consultation has started. Go to budget.gov.hk and share your views. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. 
Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. Some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. I was told when I get older, all my fears would shrink, but now I'm insecure and I care what people think. Blurry, and I care what you think. My name's Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. Give it to my brother, cause we have the same nose, same clothes, homegrown, a stone's throw from a creek we used to roam. But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered. Out of student loans and treehouse homes, we all would take a ladder.
Eight for ten, give the driver different names. We would build a rocket ship and then we'd fly far away. Just a dream of outer space, but now they're laughing out the face, saying, Wake up, you need to make money. Good afternoon and welcome to 